you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. We are in person. And this is extremely weird. We've been podcasting for new, nearly, I can't even talk straight because Abby's literally in front of me, but nearly two years now. And it is very strange to be in the same room and doing this, but we're excited. So the energy we're bringing in today's show, you're going to be feeling it. We're drinking a little soft Blanc. It's Friday. We're feeling ourselves. Cheers. Here we go. Cheers. We can make that noise. No, that's our sound effect there. (laughs) All right. New Jersey. I feel like we should have started on something a little bit more exciting. My heart broke for Jennifer's mom. I think there's so many things. At first, my thought about their marriage, it's like, okay, their divorce is so weird staring at you. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) This is the weirdest thing ever. I'm so used to just talking into a microphone. Uh, No, my, but with New Jersey though, this week, it made me so sad. Um, listening to her mom talk about the way she felt, because at first I thought, oh, they're just like a divorced couple. They don't want to be in the same room. But when you realize she was 16, when she married him, she didn't want to marry him. A year later, she was kind of forced to move from Turkey to the United States. I mean, in many ways, this is like child abuse. I understand why she thinks she's a victim. I think she's a hundred percent a victim. I felt horrible for her. I'm glad that Bill kind of nailed it, reined it in. Um, I promise, guys, we haven't been drinking before this, but reined it in on Jennifer to like listen to her mom and she wants to be heard. And I think anyone in that position, especially given the um, Turkish community and the vibe that we're getting is that they're not very open about their emotions. So the fact that she's opening up and she's in so much pain, like I can feel it through the screen listen to her, be there for her. I I felt really, really bad. And honestly, and I know it may be against their um, cultural standards to get divorced, but I'm like divorce, like you still have so much life to live. And I know that's easier said than done. Um, But I, I wish them happiness, not together. You know, I almost have to argue too, as I was thinking, you know, like Jennifer saying divorce isn't in our, in our culture. And we like, we just don't do that. They're living in separate houses. I mean, one might argue they're not like, what, what does your culture think about that? I mean, they truly don't seem like they bring much happiness to each other. If I had to guess, I'm Jennifer's mom, probably once she started having kids, just put all of her love and happiness into that. And now her kids are older and she's being faced with this unhappy marriage. And the fact that she probably never really came to terms with all that happened to her when she was 16. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, from there, 
we, I'm trying to remember how we like the psychic reading. So they go to Teresa's house and before we, they get to Teresa's house and before Marge is having a conversation with Joe B see, we got that Joe, right. Joe B um, about a live that Jennifer Aiden did asking that she needs some, a housekeeper because her live in nanny or whoever she had left. And she said she needs a housekeeper. So Marge immediately was like, that's really tone deaf given the pandemic and people not having jobs, like total first world problems. You're complaining about not having a housekeeper. Um, so then the women go to Teresa's house. I've never seen Teresa more like smiley and happy and like, Hey girl, like how she interacted with Jackie. She's like, Hey, Hey babe, what do you need, babe? Like, I've just have never seen Teresa like that before. I think it's because all that pineapple juice, all that pineapple is getting her that she's been eating. It's, it's been a positive thing. It's leading to some, uh, to, to happier Teresa for sure. Um, I, with Jennifer's thing too, the one thing that stood out to me was she kept saying, I don't like calling them housekeepers. That's degrading. So I refer to them as nannies, but I really need a housekeeper. And I mean, I agree with March. The whole thing was like during COVID, there are people that are having to be stay at home moms while working. Well, I mean, there's just so, like that, those type of complaints, but I like, do you think housekeeper is degrading? I don't think it is at all. I don't think so. I don't think it's degrading. I, I think if you're that concerned, you should ask the person you're hiring what they would prefer to be called. Like, what would your, you'd like your title to be? But I don't see it as degrading at all. But you're absolutely right, Abby. Like, so many women have left the workforce in 2020 because they needed to stay home for their children. So for her to complain about these champagne problems is on brand for Miss Aiden. Um, I loved the, the medium. Uh, I mean, one, it seemed like even if she studied these people, I think there's things that have not been revealed on the show. The My favorite part, though, it really wasn't the it was like the third reading, I think, was Dolores and um, her grandparents were there, you know, come forward. And basically, she's being told that David is not her soulmate by her grandparents that are in heaven that passed crossed over. And all the women are like grinning ear to ear. I think they're like, okay, if you won't listen to us, maybe you'll listen to the, you know, your dead grandparents, your dead grandparents. But, and then, oh my God, there were so many memes. I was dying. I love that people said, you know, Dolores, when she finds out David isn't her soulmate and she's just sitting there like, okay, well, maybe he's not for me. And then it was like Dolores, when she finds out her dead dog is also in heaven and she lost it. It was so like, I, I couldn't help, but find the humor in that. It was pretty funny. Boo was her dog mm-hmm. named boo that boo 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 came back and she like sobbed immediately. I mean, there's no love like an animal's love. I mean, I I'll be honest with my dog and our relationship these days is not what it once was, but for most people it's a love like no other. So it's, I don't know. It's very Dolores. She makes backwards decisions. I think any normal decision that, or any sensible decision to me, she makes the opposite decision or reaction. Now the medium did say that there is a love out there for her. And it's like a love she has never experienced, which leads me to believe it's not Frank if she's never experienced it. So who knows, maybe next season it's, we get a single Dolores with a man who appreciates all that she has. I think she's like, she is beautiful. She's such a great person. She needs to be with someone. I think that 
really like realizes how lucky they are. Yes. And we find out that Teresa has a boyfriend and you guys know, we know about this boyfriend, Dirty Louie is what we've nicknamed him. So if you want to see some more information or hear more information about that relationship, um, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo as little as $3 a month to join. We give you tons and tons of extra content. There was a page six article that recently came out that we shared that goes into details, but we're going to share some more information that wasn't in that article about his relationships and why we continue to think he's bad. We're not on a witch hunt. We truly feel like he's a bad guy and there's a pattern and a theme and I would want Teresa. I want her to know I'm looking, we're kind of looking out for her, looking out for our OG. Well, there's just something as we start getting these DMS, like in both of our, like in our gut that like this, something is off about him. And there's a lot of things as you start digging, you don't have to dig that hard that are just blatant red flags. So we'll go into more detail on those. Uh, But now let's jump into um, from red flags to rednecks. Do you think the phrase redneck is offensive? You know, I kind of understood where Tiffany's coming from because I would never call anyone redneck. Like, I, I just, I feel like the term people use instead is trashy, but I would never call someone redneck. Um, I know there's country songs immediately. I think of that one song. I'm a redneck woman, but I, I don't, I mean, you can answer this probably better than me. I don't know. I mean, I think, white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a white person who, I guess if I'm out in the sun too long, um, my neck would get red. <laughs> That's where the phrase comes from though. So, and also like just a little bit of background, my, both of my parents grew up in what at the time, separate towns, but they were considered small towns. Like my dad's greatest thing of his childhood was riding his horse down main street. So that type of just to paint a picture of how they grew up. So I think I had a little bit more of maybe like of awareness of the working class and redneck comes from the phrase of people who are like out in a field working outside. So their necks would get red because they would wear like a long sleeve, you know, like farmers overall, you know, long sleeve shirt. And that like, that's the part that's exposed. So it is like kind of, I think um, could be degrading to like a working class. I think it's one of those things where if you live in the South, you can kind and you're from maybe a middle to like lower class, or you're more of a working, like you actually, some farmers are super rich. So I should just say, if you're more of like a working class person, you can call your friends a redneck. I think if somebody who came in from New York started calling you a redneck, you'd be really upset. Um, so I totally understand why Tiffany was asking that. I thought it was kind of nice to see that because she's been hurt by what people have said about her and using phrases like that, that she just wanted to double check. Um, so I thought it was interesting. I didn't expect us to have that type of conversation while on our trip in uh, Oklahoma. But um, so. I do think, though, that uh, if we could bring somebody from the Northeast into Dallas, it would be Gabby Aiden to teach the art of an apology. We continue. I wish <laughs> if we had a higher production show, this is where we I would have like a picture of Gabby's face <laughs> pop up if this was like a watch what happens live production. But she could truly, you know, Gabby's wi- words of wisdom needs to be passed on to Carrie. So Carrie is, has to come face to face with Charles, who is the hunter slash Bigfoot enthusiast that she was really just awful to. And so he shows up and we actually see a, a scene that didn't air where he said to Stephanie and Cameron, 
he was wondering if he did something to offend her. Like he felt like her behavior was so bad that he trigger something or do something that he wasn't aware of, which I think is really sweet to think God, like somebody was so awful. Maybe I did something to them. So Stephanie brings him back because she wants Carrie to apologize to him. And Carrie does the classic, I'm sorry, but, and basically kind of like turns it on him. And I was really glad that Stephanie said, no, you just say, I'm sorry. And that's it. And then sweet Charles being the, I just think it's so Midwest slash Southern. When someone says sorry to me, I always say, oh, well, I'm sorry too. Even though I might be the one who did nothing wrong. And I don't think he needed to apologize, but I thought it was so sweet. It was, I mean, it was really sweet. And I saw Danny Pellegrino tweeted this, but I, you know, it's kind of a red flag when a two story arc on a franchise revolves around Charles, yeah. the Bigfoot hunter enthusiast. <laughs> he has a love of Bigfoot. Yes. And you know what? If he thinks he saw Bigfoot, I think he saw Bigfoot. So then I just feel like this was, we've been watching kind of like the decline of Carrie for most of the season. And it's been really hard. I will say historically second seasons are tough. It seems like you have that first season glow to you, you know, production and the editors don't know you as well. Um, and so second season, sometimes are a little bit more brutal. However, I mean, based on her behavior, I don't think it's them being brutal or being harder on her. I think she's just giving them great content to make her look awful. So she's upset because Tiffany decides to use these like fart drops to make everything smell, which I mean, no one enjoys the smell of a fart, but it goes away after a while. And so to get back at them, she grabs Bloody Mary mix or a tomato juice and just dumps it in their bed, which not only meant that their bed was not able to be like slept in, but they're staying in like a VRBO or someone else's cabin. So it probably is going to ruin the mattress. Like it was just such a like non, um, it was just rude, but clearly not thinking about anyone else besides herself. It's very inconsiderate. And just like, I mean, she said she acted like there was nothing more she hated than fart smells. Like I find that hard to believe we all fart. We're around people who fart. It's just married to a man. They fart more than anyone. Yeah. I mean, they fart in their sleep. I I mean, it's not that bad. (laughs) There's worse smells. (laughs) I'd argue it's not that bad for you to throw on uh, tomato juice and whatnot, but it's she's not having a good season. I am. I, if anything, I'm glad Deandra is having a good season. I've enjoyed watching her, that conversation that she later has on with Jeremy and the family dynamics there. I didn't realize how complicated that was with the trust and how basically her dad, like her dad had committed suicide two days after she got home from her honeymoon and the inheritance was to her and her mother or stepmother said she would got nothing, but really she had something that superseded that. It was very messy. It, yeah, I didn't understand all the, the levels to it. I thought, honestly, when she talked about they were fighting for the will and there were different versions of it, I thought maybe it was just like the stepmom didn't want to split things 50-50 or she thought it should be split, you know, a third, a third, a third, where a third goes to Deandra, a third goes to her um, half brother. And then a third goes to her stepmother. Like, I just didn't understand the dynamics of it where to the stepmother, according to Deandra, put the will on her bed when she went to her father's house, who, like you said, committed suicide. So clearly unexpected, um, very traumatic. And just sitting there is a will that says that Deandra gets nothing. Like how cold and just heartless are you to do that to somebody after losing a parent? I was, I don't know. It's very messy, but if anything I've know from watching housewives, having, trying to repair relationship on TV is not the path I would recommend. (laughs) (laughs) So we will see what happens, but hopefully Dallas is towards the end. I think 
they filmed the reunion. Did they film the reunion? Yes, they did. Hello. They filmed the reunion last week. Yeah. So they filmed the reunion. Um, so that should be coming up soon. And Atlanta has filmed their reunion. And as much as I love, usually love the Atlanta ladies and I can find entertainment week over week, I'm kind of ready for the season to wrap. It feels like something's missing this season. I don't really know what it is. It's not Nini. I know it's not that, but it feels like maybe Drew coming in and with Toy. I don't know. Maybe it was just there's too much other, like too many other like side kind of characters. Like I would barely call Drew a full-time housewife, even though I know she's holding a peach. I feel like she's more of a friend of, and I felt like there was just too much of a focus on those type of people instead of the main characters. But um, this drama over the profit, I mean, ultimately I would say, Drew, you picked a bad religious uh, <laughs> person, like a, to, to give a blessing. Yeah. yeah. You picked the wrong kind of guy to give a blessing at your child's birthday. And Toya showed up with the receipts. I mean, I don't know like what pre-conversation she had, like, you know, there could be things that are spun, but it sounds to me that Drew is elaborating or um, telling a lie. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's well, for sure, according to the prophet, Drew never talked directly to the prophet. This was all through like the prophet's people, which also I would be like, if you're truly like, well, one, isn't a prophet somebody that could predict the future? Yeah. Like, are we really sure this guy's a prophet? Maybe he's more just like a minister, but still, apparently he's got a lot of people, which I know in the South, like that is normal for these like mega churches to have like just tons of money and for it, like, you know, the, the leaders of it to have a crew of people supporting them. I was just kind of surprised that for a religious person, there was one, so much drama and so much staff. Yeah. Like this seems like complicated. A lot of staff. And I want to know how much he's getting paid to just give a blessing. Like, (laughs) I guess a lot, a lot. Um, hence why Drew was so upset about it. I mean, I get like, if a priest all of a sudden, like couldn't do a baptism, like it's a pain in the ass. You have, you've planned stuff, but like, I don't know. I'd also be like, it is what it is. I'd get over it. Like I'd find another, another person. Um, so I feel like Drew was overreacting and just really, as Candy said, she gave Latoya way too much credit. I mean, did she like somehow mesmerize and hypnotize this man to cheat on his wife? Like clearly there were problems and he's not the best person. If this is like how easy he can be persuaded to potentially cheat on his wife, even though it turns out he might not have. Nope. And then, I mean, we wrap up the episode, Kenya, we're on the roller coaster of her and Mark. I like feel deep in my heart. I know Kenya really wants to make that relationship work because she wants a family so badly to be together, but I don't know that it's worth all of the heartache and ache. Like, relationships aren't hard. Like we're both married and we definitely have our ups and downs like any normal couple, but it's not that hard. Like it's not that like the amount of time and like watching her, I'm like exhausted. Like it's not that hard. I agree. Um, and it, I don't know. I just felt like she, she also doesn't seem very clear in her communication. Like I wouldn't, I would have told Mark, like, you're not, you're not staying at my house. Like I wouldn't have like put on this like big show for the party. Like, I think she's sending him messages like, okay, I'm going to let you come back. And he's kind of walking all over her. And I mean, it's mostly his fault, but if you let him, it's kind of that old saying like, fool me once, shame on you, but fool me twice, shame on me. And I think he's fooled her a lot. And I'm, re- I'm just sick of the storyline. I'm over it. But Atlanta's almost ending. We're close to the end. We're going to discuss more about the reunion and some of the drama behind that on our Patreon. So again, check that out, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. So now that brings us to our shout out of the week. 
which we're looking at each other right now. And I'm going to give the shout out to Sauvignon Blanc. Um, <laughs> the weather is getting warmer ish. I'm um, in the Midwest. It's pretty normal. We go back and forth. Um, so it's a little chilly right now, but we're getting close to patio weather. Um, and I'm really excited about the return of white wine. Vanessa and I are seasonal wine drinkers. We, we like red in the winter white when it's warm. So yes, white wine, cheers. And I'm also, I feel like I'd be remiss to mention this. I'm going to get a little serious for two seconds, but I also want to give a shout out to black mothers. Um, you know, there's been another shooting recently that happened with Dante, Wright. This, you know, continues to happen. We had an episode on black lives matter with mixing with money that really sums up our emotions and thoughts, but we just continue want to, bring attention to this, that this is still a problem that we're dealing with. It wasn't like a summer 2020 thing and it disappears. So um, you guys listening, be continue to be anti-racist and call out behaviors that you see that are offensive and bad. Like do your part in that as much as you can. But for you black mothers that are listening, like I, you know, being black mixed, I don't know, like my girls will tend to be more white passing, but I can't imagine like the conversations that you're having with your children. So I, our hearts go out to you and we are with you. That is perfect. Um, and instead of saying, we'll catch you next week, let's leave it with, um, be kind and be just nice to people. I think that's what we all need right now. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way, in a this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.